This is Onisan Opa's, a fan podcast where we talk all about Korean dramas, but especially we talk about the leading men of K-dramas, also known as our K-drama boyfriends, also known as Opa's. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I am Susie. And I am Lynn. And Suze, to whom would you like to say for this episode, Jama kiss me da. I would like to say thank you to friends. <laughs> Just friends who have sustained me this past week and like really sort of beyond. But let's... The last couple of weeks has just been like super crazy at work and mm. I just have had to work like sort of extra sometime and also it's like sort of hard work. Mm. <laughs> it's like taxing my brain, which is, yeah. you know, good as I'm using my brain, but still it's just like it's exhausting and it's yeah. taking time and it like cut into my K-drama viewing time, which is what? very Rude. annoying to mm-hmm. me. What an outrage. <laughs> so I've had friends that have propped me up and helped me get, you know, keep going in the last couple of weeks. So thank you to you. If you are listening, you know who you are. <laughs> I mean, including Lynn and Miss G, of course. Just a variety of people have helped me out this week to make things less terrible. And I just want to thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being a friend. I will not sing it because nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) I can verify that that is inaccurate, that nobody wants to hear it. But... Uh, well, that is delightful. Friends are so great. We love Chingus. Um, I have a different one. So where I live, I think I've said this in the past, we live in the country. Like until recently, we had real sketchy Wi-Fi situation. Uh, you know, we finally got that sorted out. So I have my big girl Wi-Fi. But In the summer, the electricity goes out a lot when it storms. Like, it's not unusual for the electricity to go out. And about once a summer, the electric will go out for a long period of time. Like, if there's a big storm. And uh, about 10 days ago, there was a big storm that knocked our power out for, as it turned out, it was only out for about 24 hours, but the power company was predicting that it was going to be out for 48 hours, for like more than 48 hours, um, which, you know, causes all sorts of headaches with like the freezers in the house. You know, it's like, how how long will food stay good even if you don't open the freezer? Um, so, you know, it was just a huge headache and 
Uh, there have been in the past, like a little bit more than two weeks, there have been three big storms that have affected the power. But I would like to say thank you very much to the hardworking utility workers of the world who have to go out. I mean, sometimes the storms are still going on. And, you know, these people who work for the power company have to go, go out and like try and get stuff fixed up. And a lot of times there are trees down. I mean, I think that's what was affecting ours. There was like a big tree down that took down some of the lines and it was a big old mess. So thank you for those people who work so hard because there was outages all over our whole area. I mean, there were some people in our area who were without power for more than 48 hours. Um, and those people work real hard to try and get everything back online. So kamsamida, power utility workers of the world. I am so grateful because there's only so much battery on your laptop that yeah. you can watch and all your oh. devices. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, you, people, for fixing things. For Thanks, fixers. Thanks, we appreciate fixers. you. Yeah. So once the power came back on, I was so delighted to re-enter my K-drama watching journey that I had had <laughs> to put off. I had to watch something that I had saved on my laptop because I was like, I'm out of things to stream. I can't no! stream things with the power off. Uh so Susie, you did not lose power, but what have you been watching since the last time we recorded? So we both saw Island, which we do not recommend. Nope. Because the story is bonkers in a bad way. And yeah. just like, they just did not do a good job, like, you know, making a story or like yeah. doling out the story. Like it's, yeah. it has pacing issues. It has like too many fights that go on too long. There's a lot of characters that are inexplicable mm -hmm. or also just not very good um, or yeah. fleshed out. You know, it's just a mess. It's like a mess. It, it had it a very a mess uh, and a very promising beginning. And it was mm -hmm. like quite exciting. But then it just sort of fell apart. And also the ending was real bizarre. So oh, that, mm. uh, oh, the ending. <laughs> Jeez, it's just what? So lame. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not good, friends. So yeah, don't. we do not recommend. I did say, um, you know, even Chan Wu could not save it for you if you're a super fan. You can watch it for yeah. him, I guess. But and he's I real guess, cute in it. But you know, he is uh, real cute. But his character is one of the real inexplicable things about it. Like, yeah, what happens yeah. with his character? You know, I mean, one of the yeah. big problems of this show is they introduce all these things that then they don't explain ever. Yes. Yes. That is weird. It's so weird. And, and really like, frustrating. 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 Yeah. 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 So mm, save yourselves and yeah. just pick up something else. It's Watch True Beauty it. again. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, he's in yeah. a lot of things. So. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. And then <laughs> I had a first date with Prison Playbook. Uh-huh. And I really liked it. Yeah. I really like our main character. Um, I, you know, I always enjoy when people are introduced a certain way and mm. then they turn out not to be 
you know, what you think mm-hmm. they are. Because, right, right. you know, this is sort of like the way you want people to, you know, people are viewing them, but actually they're right. like more than meets the eye and that kind of thing. Yeah. I really enjoy mm-hmm. that. So that's sort of part of this. And also it's going to be, I think, becoming like minisodes of mm. different situations. So, I mean, the title is Prison Playbook. So our main guy is in prison, mm-hmm. you know, Um in the first episode, he goes into prison. And then in there, you, there you're already encountering, he's learning how to be in prison. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, over there, you get grouped in Korea, I guess you get to be like in a group cell. So there's like mm-hmm. about like five people per cell. So right. you share living quarters and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, it's like getting to know the different people and also, there's going to be, I think, different, just like situations that are like teaching moments, you know, this kind of mm. thing. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it would be <laughs> what I think it is. Mm-hmm. But that's like the sort of the like vibes I'm getting from mm-hmm. from it. Um, a bonus, our main guy is already like a decent guy. Like he's not mm. in prison because of something really like because he's a bad person. Right, right. It's really like a technicality a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so, you know, I look forward to continuing watching that. Yeah. Um, and I also had a first date with this Chinese drama called Hidden Love that mm-hmm. everybody's talking about right now. Oh, boy, it's everywhere the, right now. And the last time I did this was like that, you know, if you remember the Fairy Devil show, which I <laughs> which I waited for a while, you know, not like a total while, but like it was a while after it was done and everyone was like already talking about it before I like even picked it up. Right. But, um, and you remember how long that hangover was. Like, I haven't watched a Chinese drama since because I was like, I cannot, I don't know. uh." So, but this one, again, like, it is so talked over that even Dima over there at Dima Loves Dramas, Mm -hmm. who has never done Chinese dramas before, Mm -hmm. went into it and was raving about it. And I'm like, I know I'm going to like this. I, I know it because it's, you know, it is what it is. But. I, do I want another hangover that, <laughs> that long? I don't. I don't know. But then I'm like, you know what? I really need a comfort watch. I I mm. need something, especially in between the things that I was watching. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, maybe I need like something to break it up. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, so I watched the first episode and it was real cute and I love how they did it, you know? Um, so, and both the, the leads in it, I have seen before in separate Chinese dramas that were like historical Mm -hmm. or martial arts ones. Mm -hmm. And I really liked them, um, in those things. So Mm -hmm. I look forward to continuing my journey with hidden love <laughs> okay uh and i'm still watching king the land i'm not caught up i'm still i hasn't been able to watch anything extra this week yeah other than what i like needed to watch so i'm still like at the end of episode nine of that mm. um but i will say like 
pretty, pretty much I'm only there for the romance. Like, I'm only there for Yuna and Junho for their story. Like, everything yeah. else surrounding them is mm-hmm. sort of, like, going nowhere right now. Mm-hmm. There's, like, nothing happening, and I don't care enough about other people that much. You know, the mm-hmm. only people I care about is her friends. And mm-hmm. I really want to know what's going to happen to her friends. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything else, like, the main sort of, like, um, arc about the hotel, like, I do not care at all. <laughs> I yeah. just do not yeah. care. The yeah. only thing I care about is him, like, figuring about, finding out what it, what's the deal with his mom. And his how is that going to... situation. Yeah. yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. is my suspicion of childhood connection going to be true? Mm-hmm. I want to know that. So mm-hmm. I will stick with it, you know, but I'm not, like, hot to watch you know, the next episode every time yeah. I end an episode, you know, like there's, yeah. there's not a lot there that is really compelling me. So, yeah. which is a shame because it had all the ingredients and it's just like the recipe is not good. Yeah. I will uh, insert here because I also am watching and I'm actually more caught up than you. I have, mm-hmm. uh, when we're recording this they have aired through episode 14 and I only have like 20 minutes left in episode 14. So I'm nearly caught up to everything oh. that has aired um, mm-hmm. and completely agree with you. Like I'm going to watch it till the end, but apart from the main couple, I think this show is real mediocre. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of the writing is real lazy. Mm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think it's pretty looking and I am crazy about the lead couple. Yeah. But a lot of the rest of it is like nowheresville. It's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just real annoying, like the same things over and over. Like both of her friends right. are in these real crummy work situations. Yeah. But just like, repeat over and over like there's no forward momentum in as far as like stand up for yourself how about that idea (laughs) like say a thing one time like it's very frustrating so um yeah like i said i mean i'm gonna watch it to the end i'm almost you know to the end of episode 14 now Mm. um and i really enjoy the as Susie talked about in a previous catch-up the like the fact that he's not Hyun Bin circa 2013, right? He's not just a garbage Chayball air guy. Um, Like they really made him more self-aware and like Uh more progressive than that. But a lot of the rest of this is just like taken right out of a Mm -hmm. 10 year old drama, in my opinion. And it's real tedious. So anyway, Mm -hmm. sorry to stick my nose in, but I just had to agree with all your points, Sue. Yeah, no problem. No problem. We are, it's a two way discussion here. Like, I know, I know, but this is I your part know. of the catch up. Um, and then the last thing I've watched, which I finished like an hour ago, yeah. is <laughs> Uncontrollably Fond, which is for today's episode. And we will talk more when that segment comes on. Mm hmm. 
And I'm real, real eager to hear what you have to say about it. Because I also watched Uncontrollably Fond this past week, which I had not expected to. Susie had said she wanted to try and watch it for this episode. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I've heard about this drama. I know it has a certain kind of reputation. Let me just watch the first episode and Mm -hmm. see, like, get a flavor for it. But I'm not planning on watching the whole thing. And it sucked me in. Yeah. Yeah. Those first couple episodes mm-hmm. sucked me in. And then mm, we'll talk about it. Anywho. <laughs> uh, yes. I look forward to our lively discussion. <laughs> lively discussion. <laughs> Controllably fun. Okay. Anyway, how about you? Other than that, what else are you? did you watch this week? Well, it's, I mean, it has been a roller coaster mm. this since the last time we watched because since the last time we watched, I watched all of Weightlifting Fairy Kimbukju. Yes. Loved it so much. <laughs> I mean, I was real at the beginning. I was real annoyed with Namju Hyuk because he's real childish at the beginning. I mean, and I wasn't. He's also it. a child. <laughs> He is a child. Absolutely, he is. I mean, I kept feeling, especially at the beginning, like this is more like a high school drama than a college drama from how they were acting. Um, But, you know, I got through it. It's fine. I love him anyway, you know, and then it just got so delightful. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just, I didn't, I didn't want it to end. Like Mm -hmm. that is to me the best kind of drama when you've watched it for 16 episodes and you still don't want it to be over. Like that was Mm -hmm. how I felt about Kim Bokju. Loved it. Uh, Also completely understand about those canvas cross body bags. Because I totally noticed them. Yeah, right. They're adorable. Adorable. I mean, my only qualm was I was like, I don't feel like it's realistic that Kim Bukju would have all of these different ones. No, no. Because, hello, money. (laughs) Right. She would have, like, one. Yeah. But I'm not mad. I thought they were super cute. (laughs) Loved it. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So after, well, not after. Almost after I watched Uncontrollably Fond, I was looking at my list where I have all of my completed and uncompleted Mm. uh, Mm. K-dramas, and I realized that of my completed dramas, Uncontrollably Fond was going to be number 100 on the list. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, I was like, I cannot let this be number 100 on the list. It does not deserve the honor of being 100 on the list. So I finished episode 19 and then I went and watched You Drive Me Crazy, which is a super short drama. It's four half hour episodes mm-hmm. um, with Kim Son Ho and Lee Yu Young is the female lead. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. I loved it. It, I mean, to some extent reminded me, mostly in superficial ways, but it reminded me a little bit of um, soundtrack number one, just because it's the same mm-hmm. kind of like friends to lovers, like they've been friends mm-hmm. for a long time, not since childhood, like soundtrack number one, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, real short, real focused on that story. Like it doesn't have a lot <laughs> of superfluous other stuff going on. Um and I just thought it was real adorable and completely worthy of being number 100 on the list. Yay. So con- congratulations. <laughs> you drive me crazy. You made it to number uh, 100. And then I went back and watched episode 20 of Uncontrollable. 
Um, but I also felt like, you know, after finishing Island this week, which was such a disappointment, Uncontrollably uh-huh. Fond was a ride. I was like, uh-huh. I need to watch something that I know is going to be really uh-huh. good, like that yeah. I know is going to be reliable. And so I finally started 2521 at long last. I mean, it's been ah! on my list since it aired. Yeah. Um, and so far, I've only watched the first episode, but uh-huh. I mean totally has lived up to the hype i cannot wait to keep Mm -hmm. watching it um Mm -hmm. you know i mean both of our delightful leads are at their best i mean kim tayri is just a force of nature in my opinion she Mm -hmm. is just unstoppable in this drama she's so Mm -hmm. terrific and completely believable as a high school kid i mean that's what's amazing to me in this drama, what I've seen so far, and like the time jumps is they're completely believable at the ages that they're supposed to be, even though, mm-hmm. you know, these actors are so much older than the characters that they're mm-hmm. portraying. But um, anyway, really love that. Can't wait to go back to it. And then I also, just for funsies, watched the first episode of the historical drama, The Nokdu Flower. Mm-hmm. which I was real confused about because I was like, isn't Kong Tao in this drama? He is not. He no. is in The Tale of Nokdu. Uh-huh. This is a different uh-huh. thing, The Nokdu Flower. <laughs> um, I mostly looked at it because of our Opa of the Day mm-hmm. has one of the leading roles in it, which most of his roles are supporting roles, but he actually has a leading role in Nokdu Flower. And that is... Mr. Che Musung, we love him. I love him particularly. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Confession time. I have a little bit of a crush on him. Ha ha ha. Um, and he is legit uh, age-wise and opa to me, which makes me real excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Where have to feel awkward. In this, in this landscape. <laughs> it is. It is. Ooh. So let's jump into talking about him, this legit Opa, uh, with the first drama we're going to talk about, the much-discussed, the much-beloved Reply 1988. Susie and I both love it so much. So good. Always so uh, good. (laughs) Yeah. I really, I, so I just finished the rewatch that I started months ago when we were doing the Hey Re episode. Ah. Uh, I've made it to like episode 17, but those last couple episodes are so long. Like uh-huh. each of those last couple episodes are longer than two an hour hours. 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. The, the final episode mm-hmm. is almost two hours long. Mm-hmm. So um, so when we were done with the Hey Re episode, I had sort of put it aside and was like, you know what? This is a comfort watch. I'll finish rewatching it another time. And uh, so I did that this week, and it was just so delightful. Everything makes me so happy about that drama, mm, including yeah. the fact that the grown-ups, the parents' names are their real names. <laughs> <laughs> In case you it. forget. Yeah. Uh, so his so character's funny. name is Che Musung. Easy to remember. Mm. And he is... Take's father. So uh, Take is Park Bo Gum. I almost said Park Bo Young. Nope, that's a different person. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Take is Park Bo Gum. Uh, 
mm-hmm. whom we talked about in another episode. We've already talked about Reply 1988 at length in other episodes. Uh, and they physically could almost not be more different, although there's a whole gag about that <laughs> at one point. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, because Bo Gumby is like the prettiest pretty boy just about. Mm-hmm. And Choi Misung is like a real big, like bear of a guy, imposing looking, physically big guy. Um, you know, one of these characters who like when you first see them, you're like, is he going to be like a bad guy or a good guy? Which that <laughs> is going to come up repeatedly in this episode mm-hmm. um but in reply 1988 he could not be a better guy and he's just like a a big bear of a man who's just a mush inside he's just the sweetest mm-hmm. um he runs a like jewelry shop watch shop there are clocks all over the walls i mean you never mm-hmm. really see him like plying his trade he's in there but he's <laughs> yeah. like never actually has a customer or anything it's just <laughs> Like, people from the neighborhood are coming in and he's, like, listening to the radio, you know, to, like, one of Tech's uh, go matches or something. Um, But he's a single dad. He became a widower when Tech was very young and moved to this neighborhood with him when Tech was, like, five years old. Um, And... You know, he has a little bit of a hard time because Tech is, you know, doing his thing, being a professional Baduk player, and his father is trying his best to take care of him. Um, but, you know, he's not always the easiest child to parent because he's, like, so in his Baduk thing. And they're mm. both such sort of withdrawn characters like they're mm-hmm. neither one of them talkative characters yeah um so they have a an interesting relationship and a lot of like a lot of their relationship is revealed through their interactions with other people you know mm-hmm. like talking about each other to other people <laughs> rather yeah. than like talking to each other <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that um but he's just so sweet and you know is trying so hard to be a good dad to this young man young adult um so because of reasons in the story he ends up uh sort of becoming the babysitter for the the little sister of the neighborhood jinju Uh who's just the best (laughs) we love jinju and she's real scared of him at first because he looks so intimidating but then she finds out that he's just a big softy and there's some (laughs) real funny funny things of him like of her putting his hair up in like little pigtails all over his head and like him (laughs) cutting out paper dolls with her and just, you know, Jinju just has this big bear of a man wrapped around her tiny little finger. And it is adorable. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he has his own. I mean, as as we've talked about before in other episodes, one of the things that is so great about this drama is that it's not just about the sort of five main young people. It is also equally about their parents and the adults also have their own stories and he has a really great story which i don't want to spoil because if you haven't watched this drama you just need to go watch this drama 
That's what I have to say about it. It's the best. Mm-hmm. He's the best. He's the sweetest. Um, you know, when he's talking to some of the other dads about, they're all talking about their wishes for their kids, like what they would like for the for their kids in the future. And he just says he wants Tech to have a normal life and not be withdrawn like him and not be alone. And it's real... It's real sweet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just love him so much in this show. I love everybody in this show, but, I mean, yeah. he's just he's just real special in this show, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a show full of incredible people. Like, yeah. that's what I really, really love about the show, because nobody's, like, nobody's a villain. Nobody's, mm-hmm. like, even a little bit petty, you know, like... Everyone is very um, normal, nice, you know, normal, Mm -hmm. nice. And also like because of the tight knit situation with this little neighborhood, you know, they're very good friends and always just filling in for whoever is like not able to do something Mm. right. Like if a parent is gone, they will take care of their children, you know, if like. The kids are gone. They're like, hey, let's party because our kids are gone. You know, <laughs> like it's just the things that they do together instinctively. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just like nobody has to like remind them to do anything or ask them to do anything. They just do it. And it's such yeah. a like nice, just beautiful thing to see, you know, in like a landscape of things that are like stressful and whatnot. You know, there's so much like crime stuff and all mm. this you know it's just nice to see like people just be people right like just yeah that but yeah um Choi Musun is I mean he is one of the people who like had to say you need to like tell ask people for help if you can't mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. and here I will help you now even though you have not asked me I will do right. it now and you will accept it <laughs> Right, right. You need to let people know that you need help so that they mm-hmm. can help you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the it, it's such a great image of sort of the way Tech and Musung fit in the neighborhood. The very mm-hmm. opening of the whole show when... Um, when the moms start calling all the kids for dinner and then there's the whole like round robin of like, mm-hmm. take this banchan over to everybody's house, you know, and so these poor kids have to go <laughs> like, I brought this banchan to your house. And then that almost sends them away with like a different banchan. And, but they, um, you know, because Musung is a, a single dad and he's like not really equipped to do a lot of cooking. So their meals are very simple, but they show throughout this sequence how it just starts out mm-hmm. with like this very simple table. And then like all the other banchans start appearing on the table, you know, from all the rest <laughs> yeah. of the neighborhood until it's right. all filled up with all the banchans. And that's just such a great image of mm-hmm. what, the life in that neighborhood you know they're never gonna mm-hmm. let him be alone yeah. and be without support so right oh it's the best it's the best and yeah him and jinju my goodness oh. i mean like so it's like heart melting you know and he's yeah. just like at first he's of course like i don't know what to do with a child but then mm-hmm. you like learn a girl mm-hmm. you know you just 
do whatever she wants you to do, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he does. And he does. And it's so, so special. Like, I just really love their relationship. So, yes. Wow. What a great performance. But also just like, what a great drama. Like, people, Mm -hmm. this is our, like, I don't know, monthly reminder for you to go watch Reply 1988. Watch it. You have not. So go do it and if you if it's been a while go rewatch it it's it's always worth rewatching yeah i've rewatched it, it like twice up. now <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so good well we go from there <laughs> to something earlier which is empress key which we have talked about um at least once yeah, I Have think just once. Done? I don't know. Is Did we talk no, about it twice? No, we've talked about like... twice because um, uh, So Yi Suk is in it. Oh, sure. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. So Wan, we, we talked about it in Hajiwan's episode there because she is Miss Empress Ki. Mm-hmm. And then So Yi Suk also is in this show. So we um, did that a little while back. Um, so now Choi Musung is in this show. Um, and just like a quick uh, summary, it's about Empress Key. It's a biopic dr- drama. Um, it's a mix of historical things and fictional things. Um, but basically it tracks her life from like, not quite from birth, but like, you know, from early on until she becomes Empress. And she's from uh, Korea then, which is, it was still called Goryeo then. But it was like when they were annexed by the Yuan dynasty from China. So they were not like total autonomous, totally autonomous. So she is from Goryeo, but then became an empress in China. Um, She's a real person. Yes. Um, And so it's just like her journey going through that. And then like the things she had to go through as empress, of course, because she's, you know, considered lowly because she's from Gario and so lots of people want to kill her <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the usual palace shenanigans <laughs> um, but Choi Musung plays Park Bulhua which is somebody in the beginning of the show was a, subor- a subordinate of Empress Ki's father so she mm-hmm. is when we meet her she was sold to China. This is like part of the deal. Like every year Mm. you have to like send tributes and this kind of thing. So she and her mother were one of those people. But during um, the journey there, her, there was like a kind of like mutiny happening where Mm. somebody was trying to free them, but it just did not work out. And her mom died and she, but she was able to run away. So she Mm -hmm. lived her life you know, sort of um, with some, like, bandits or whatnot. And, right. Uh, so just kind of like a real, you know, she was had no parents around her. But her mm-hmm. father was still alive and actually is, like, kind of a high-up official person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she knew this and was trying to find her father is one mm-hmm. of the, like, beginning plot lines so right um her father is like the head of a kind of like i would call it like a police organization it's like an investigative bureau and i think they're 
also connected to the palace of Goryeo. Mm-hmm. Um, so Choi Musung is one of the subordinates of her father. Mm-hmm. Um, so he works for this um, for this office, and shenanigans happen, and her father gets a real sad fate. <laughs> shall we say but mm. somebody basically you know something is happening they wanted to the bad guys wanted to cover it up and in order to do that they have to like sort of get rid of the people from this bureau because the people from the bureau wanted to you know reveal it and like catch whoever was involved right with it. right um so that like uh didn't happen and in instead like people got caught and killed and persecuted and whatever unjustly you know one person uh who but one of the people also helped the bad guys and they mm-hmm. of course prospered and became like something else right so Choi Musa's character sort of got like um I think they thought he was dead like that's I what I was trying remember. to remember. Yeah. I feel like he wasn't in the first 17 episodes, the part that I watched that much. Like he was yeah. at the very yeah. beginning and then mm-hmm. I don't remember him being in it a lot after yeah. that. This is what I sort of remembered is like people assumed he was dead mm-hmm. and then because of whatever they did to him, but then he like got saved by some people. Okay. And, you know... I mean, this, the drama goes through like years. So, right, right. You know, over the course of that, he was reintroduced and people were like, oh, no, you're not dead. And then he was able to uh, go into China and become basically Empress Key's like right hand man. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So Mm -hmm. she becomes a loyal subject of Empress Key by the end Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. becomes like her main bodyguard kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, So that happens sort of later on. And so he is, again, one of these like very steadfast, loyal characters. You Mm -hmm. know, it's very much a side character, but, you know, he's in it much more towards the end, like the end chunk, maybe quarter or third end of mm-hmm. the show he's okay. in there a lot because they do a lot you know um empress key and her people like have to do a lot of different things and so he is involved in stuff like that so he is a gotcha. protector you know and also trying mm-hmm. to want to like take revenge on like right mr terrible who like stabbed everyone yeah. in the back back in the day trying to get him you know kind of thing so mm-hmm. you know it's not um, you know, a, an outstanding performance by any mm-hmm. means, but of course he's like always good in yeah. everything, and he's good in this, and also like looks very young. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a little bit of a baby in this show. Yeah, like I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm I'm used to seeing you as like a middle aged man, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but in it, you know, I don't, I. I'm not doing the math. Like, I don't know how old he was in there, but he does look like quite young um, yeah. in it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think like we said, Empress Key is like, I thought it was, it was very good in terms of like, it's it the action like keeps going and the story mm-hmm. also goes um, like quite quickly. So there's not a lot of just like lingering in one place. Um, yeah. in one kind of scene forever like right. several episodes worth of 
you know, one right. thing. Um, so I thought for a historical that's like 50 episodes long, you know, mm-hmm. it like went by pretty quickly and like the action drives it and it's like just really good. But like the ending was a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, and don't watch it for Ji Chang Wook. Ji Chang Wook is. That's our other like warning. <laughs> yeah. Not his character is really exasperating and terrible and does not change and has no arc. So. Yeah. <laughs> and is in it a lot. And is in it a lot. Yes, he is the main, one of the main trio of this show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He is, you know, troublesome. Always good. He's good mm-hmm. in this. But it's not like breaking any records. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's but, not about yeah. him. It's they don't call him. it. Yeah. They don't. The name of the show isn't Park Bohua. It's Empress <laughs> Key. So. Right. Right. You know. Well, next we're gonna scooch fo- back forward in time a little bit to 2016 to the previously mentioned weightlifting fairy Kim Bokju. I feel like the ch- if you are listening to this podcast, the chances are almost tiny, minuscule that you have not already seen this. I feel like I was the last person to watch it. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. Uh, but you probably don't really need me to tell you what it's about. It's about Kim Bokju, who's a weightlifter. Lee Sun Kyun is Kim Bokju. Nam Joo Hyuk is her love interest. They have a childhood connection. That's not a spoiler. It's revealed in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both at this like sports university, which that part I was sort of like, I'm a little unclear on like what this whole thing is because I never once saw them going to like Korean class or anything. Yeah. <laughs> like they have no academic classes as far as I could tell, which seems mm-hmm. like is this really a university? But uh, <laughs> Che Musang's character, Yoon Dokman, which like maybe his name is said in this drama like three times in 16 episodes, really never comes up, <laughs> is a professor of the weightlifting department. Like that's what everybody calls him is professor, which I was like, that seems... It just would not work that way in a sort of American university sports training Mm -hmm. program. Even if you're like the highest thing, he would still be a coach. He wouldn't be a professor. I just thought that that was very odd that he was called a professor all the time. But that's how it works there. And that seemingly like all these kids do is go to university to train to be professional athletes and hope to make the national team like that is what Mm. their aspiration that's what the next step is and hopefully like get to be a professional so he's a swimmer Nam Joo Hyuk's character is a swimmer Um, Kim Buk Joo is a weightlifter and uh, yeah and shenanigans ensue they (laughs) are a little bit enemies frenemies at the beginning and gosh it's just real real delightful um but the professor is you know another like physically imposing bear with a heart of gold he's just a mush he's always like spending his own meager income to buy like team dinners for his team 
you know, he's always like trying to support the his female second in command who actually has the title of coach um, who like, I guess nobody else, I guess none of the other weightlifters clue into her feelings about him, but like the viewers certainly do. It's made clear <laughs> to the viewers from the beginning yeah. that like she's got a crush on him. It was a little confusing to me in the drama whether he was divorced or not at the beginning mm -hmm. like it was a mm -hmm. little unclear whether mm -hmm. like he was clearly living apart from his wife and like right. not on good terms with the wife yeah um but later on it is referred to that he is divorced which i was like okay well that seems a lot more solid footing for her to like pursue her crush on him because if if he's still technically married like that makes it a little bit like dicey mm -hmm. but um you know, I guess he was divorced the whole time and it was just like maybe the way it was translated sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes things are a little bit unclear. Anywho, um, he has we never see his ex-wife, but we were made to understand that like she's sort of terrible and is always like imposing on him. I mean, she still calls him to do stuff for her, even though they're mm -hmm. not together anymore. And, mm -hmm. and he's still, you know financially supporting her and all the things so he doesn't have a lot of resources but he spends what little he has on the team which coach lady gets on his back for don't spend your own money buying the team team dinners mm -hmm. but he just does it anyway because he loves them so um i mean he doesn't have a lot to do other than like support the team and be like a supportive head of the team and mm -hmm. They go through some stuff, he and the coach lady. There's some some stuff that happens and he has to, you know, try and mm -hmm. fix it. And that's real hard on him. Um, but they're just real delightful together. And he's, he's a real good coach who, like, almost never loses his temper. But then sometimes he needs to lose his temper a little yeah. bit. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's just so fun to watch always and just mm -hmm. watch this big man with the heart of gold. I just, you know, I loved him in this drama. I love the coach and I love or I love the professor and I loved the, also the coach. I loved their whole dynamic and him being just so oblivious to how <laughs> she feels about him. He just, ay, mm -hmm. ay, ay. But yeah, I mean... There are so many reasons to watch this show. I mm -hmm. mean, that really, I have almost no notes about this show, but certainly he is one of the reasons to watch it because he's a delight. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he is, you know, I always love these kinds of characters that are like um, people who are supportive of young people, like older people mm. who are supportive of young people type, mm -hmm. like whether you are a teacher or a coach or um you know somebody's parent you know it's yeah. just i really love when they love the young people and don't think what they're doing is frivolous or mm -hmm. whatnot mm -hmm. and really want them to succeed and like do what they can to help them succeed and i yeah. just really am a sucker for that kind of character so mm -hmm. he is absolutely one of those kinds of characters and he loves all his students and all those kids and really think about how to, you know, get them to where they need to be. You know, like one of the 
main points was about, you know, changing their sort of like weight class. In, but, yeah. And it was like sort of strategically done because, but like, if these two students go up, then the other students that are in the same weight class as them now have more chance to get a medal kind of、mm-hmm. thing. So it's really like a win win situation.、Um, so I thought that was like really. You know, really cool as well. And he's real funny.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unintentionally. Unintentionally. <laughs> like every time he tries, you know, he's trying to do like some kind of like speechifying,、um, rah, rah, let's go kind of thing. <laughs> We know it's going to go real long. So the coach always like goes in there, <laughs> go like, yes, and let's go. <laughs> like, let's not. Drag this further. And that's always funny when that happens. Yeah.、Uh, I, I love this show so much. I love, I love the relationship. You know, the main couple's relationship is so good. It's a proper、mm-hmm. romantic comedy. <laughs> it is.、Yes. There's a lot of comedy in it, which I, I really, I like belly laugh at so many things. I love the friendship of the three girls. You know,、mm-hmm. again, like the trio of girls. There's like something about trio of girls in Korean dramas that is like just so good.、Um, it's just such a fun show. It's a really good show. And like, especially Kim Bok Joo is like, I thought her character is really great.、Mm-hmm. I totally empathize with everything she goes through, you know? Yeah. I yeah. really, really do. And I don't know. I just. She just Lee Sung Jin just does such a good job with this with this character. Yeah. And I thought yeah. it was so interesting how they just like, just by dressing her basically, make her look larger than she is. Like, it's, I mean, she doesn't really look large enough to be a weightlifter. Not a li- weightlifter, but when you see Lee Sung Jin in real life, you're just like, oh, yeah. You're a tiny person. Like, even、right. height wise. I、yeah. thought she just looked. I don't know what they did because there's no padding there. Like, yeah. She did not, you know, have any kind of artificial anything. So,、yeah. but anyway, I just thought it was whatever optical illusion we were given worked、yeah. really well to make her look like whatever they, you, you、mm-hmm. know, you wanted, us, you wanted her to look like. Yeah, yeah.、Um, But yeah, it's a delightful show. I just thought, you know, especially their relationship from the beginning to end, really, you know, even during the annoying times, <laughs> it was still cute. Highest marks. Highest marks. Highest marks. Weightlifting、so、we... fairy Kim Bakju. But <laughs> well, then we swerve into. Uh, next, in the same year, Uncontrollably、mm-hmm. Fond,、uh, which stars Susie and Kim Woo Bin.、Mm-hmm. And as Lynn said, like those first two episodes really sucked us in. Like,、yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh,、yeah. oh my gosh,、yeah. you know? And I was like prepared for a certain kind of show.、Um, mm. With this show, like I was、mm-hmm. like, okay, I see this is gonna be another one of those, like, it's gonna be a modern makjang, right? Like,、mm-hmm. I see it, you know,、mm-hmm. like they tell、sure. you from well, the beginning,、yeah. from the beginning, what、yeah. is gonna happen, right? And it's gonna have like a certain tone, and I'm like, okay, 
That's good. So let's go. And then... Uh, what? <laughs> and then, now, I will preface with, like, I'm not mad at, like, what they were trying to do, but I am mad at them, like, not committing to mm-hmm. what they were going to do. I mm-hmm. feel like there is a lack of commitment to go to a certain extreme that is needed for this kind of show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I... Basically, I said, like, at the end, I was like, there's not enough crying in this show. Exactly. There's not enough crying. Like, that was one reason why I stuck (laughs) with it. Because I was like, well, at least, like, it should have a really good emotional payoff at the end. Because you know from the first episode, you know where it's going. And that last episode was on every level unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the, on the, like, justice level, like, the justice for all the terrible people storylines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the, like, the main character is dying of a terrible illness mm-hmm. storyline. Complete fizzles. Like, what mm-hmm. the heck? Yeah. And I really, like, blame the journey for that. Like, they have mm. not led us on... A good path in terms of like getting you to that place right mm-hmm. like there has to be a build there mm-hmm. needs to be like something that is like either progressively getting worse you mm-hmm. know until like a breaking point mm-hmm. or i don't know but i i just yeah i agree it was so unsatisfying emotionally which is the only thing i expect of this kind of show is to give me the emotions right i i don't expect a stellar like storytelling thing because i know what this is Mm -hmm. this i just i need to get to like a heightened place like you need to manipulate me emotionally by whatever means Right. To get me to a place, right? Like, that is the yeah. only success I think a show like this can say that they're successful if they can, like, get me there, right? And it right. did not. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, like I said, part of it is that journey. And, like, part of that journey is because of the characters. Mm-hmm. I thought the bad characters were not bad enough in terms of, like, it feels like everyone wants to be like 50 50 you know like Mm. everyone wants to have like a redeeming quality and Mm. everyone wants to be like oh but like in this situation i am less bad than i usually am Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. like there is inconsistency Mm -hmm. with the villains which this show has right Mm -hmm. if you're gonna be a bad guy be a bad guy you cannot Mm -hmm. Be like, oh, but, you know, when I'm dealing with this. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm dealt in this situation, I'm suddenly like a soft guy. I'm like, no, you are either bad or you're not in this kind of show. You do not get to have like too much three dimensionality when it comes to like that character trait. Right. right? This isn't a nuance show. No. And I don't need nuance. Like, right. I can have a little nuance in terms of, but I need it to be consistent. That's, like, right. the thing. Right, right, right. Okay, right. so there is, like, I'm going to spoil a little. Jump I over. Mean, you, you, you can spoil You can spoil the whole thing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> there is no, I would say run away from this drama, personally. <laughs> I'm just, like, I, I do understand what is, what is, 
And normally, I love this kind of show. Honestly, right. I really love this kind of show sometimes. But let's say, okay, so one of the characters is somebody who is the, like, biological father of our main character, right? This is not really a spoiler because you do know no. this from, like, episode from one, From the basically. beginning, yeah. Yeah. So he is now some kind of successful what-have-you person, right? He used to be a prosecutor. So he and the guy's mom were, you know, together back in the day. And he, I guess, pretended to be poor. But actually, he was poor, I think. Right. Um, and worked at this restaurant with the with her. And that's how they like got together and whatever. But he was going to a really good law school. But he didn't, like, tell her that. And right. then they would... Tell us things like somebody interfered that made the mom, like, run away while she was pregnant and didn't tell him she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why they broke up and he went on to marry this other rich lady and now have a family of his own kind of thing. But along the way, to be successful, he did, like, some really deplorable things, right? I... You know, I get that, like, people change because of money or whatever. But to me, like, he... And here's another part. Like, I'm not sure, like, what is true, what is not towards the end. Because he right. was suddenly having a conversation with his wife about how he on purpose left her. Instead of her, his brother bribing... Right. Not bribing, but telling the lady to leave. Um, so, I'm, right. I don't know. But that's, but like that's part totally of it, right? inconsistent with like right. another way it was explained. Like it's right. explained in two totally different ways. Yeah. And like I was under the impression that his current wife also had a hand in it. Because right. Because he she was like being blackmailed by the her brother in law. <laughs> right. Like so, she thinks that she had a hand in it. So right. how can both those things be true? Right. It can't. So I don't know what's true anymore. If they like forgot, I don't know. But that is like part of the problem, right? Like he is, you either did this bad thing all through your life, you know. Mm -hmm. If you show us that you have some kind of like goodness or remorse or whatever, that can be part of you. But uh, right, you can't be like... Oh, sometimes, like, toward, especially towards the end, they're really softening him up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they were really like, mm -hmm. oh, my son, my son, whatever. Right? When uh. he, like, totally framed his son to go right. to jail for drugs. Right. Like, you cannot be both. Right. You cannot be right. both. Either mm -hmm. you secretly love your son and will do things to help him, or you don't care about your son from the beginning. That's mm -hmm. why you're doing these evil things mm -hmm. to him. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway, Ugh, I can rant well, forever, but... Yeah, and the same with his other son. Yes, with his, you know, not biological son. Like, the whole mm -hmm. way that was treated and both of the parents being such garbage to him, and yet mm -hmm. still it was like, come here, come here, come here, go away, go away, go away, come here, come here, come here, go away, go away, go away. Like, yeah. Pick a lane. Yeah. It was so yeah. like, what is going on with this drama? But I felt like that about almost every character mm -hmm. that the writers just like made them do whatever mm -hmm. 
with no sense of like consistency. And I never knew like what this character wanted out of those mm-hmm. actions. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was particularly true of Susie's character. Like through the whole middle, she's doing all these random things and she keeps changing like where her allegiances are mm-hmm. and like, oh, I'm doing this thing. No, now I'm doing this opposite thing. It's like, what is going on with you? And there mm-hmm. was no, never any explanation in the writing as far as like, what was happening with her emotionally? All we saw was like this erratic behavior. And oh, I found it so frustrating. God bless Global Speed. There's no way I would have gotten to the end of this drama <laughs> without, I watched a bunch of it at like two times speed because mm-hmm. there's no way I would yeah. have made it because it's just so, so much of it is so inexplicable. Yeah, I just, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my main thing was just like it just did not hook me emotionally for me to like eventually care about what happens to people. Right. Right. Like right. yes, it's sad that somebody's dying, but I'm like but you're like not using the rest of your time here wisely. You're mm-hmm. doing all this like you know, our most least favorite thing, which is artificial breakups. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. I mean, I would say the intertwining of their fates, you know, the ill, their ill fates together is interesting. That's what hooked me, right? Like, how are right. you going to untangle this thing right. that is so terrible that you did right. um, to her that you can, like, be together? Like, how right. are you going to do that? Right. Well, they didn't. right whatever um and just so much nonsense like so much stuff that wasn't that Mm. like and 20 episodes of it like i thought it like just really lost focus right there was like it it didn't know what it wanted to be yeah Yeah. there's too much going on i thought there was like you know too much shenanigans about the other thing you Mm -hmm. know they should have really really like hyper focused on getting the person who killed Susie's father, right? That should right. have been right. just the arc there. Like everything around, everything else around that was so just not important and also right. just muddled the whole right. thing. Just chaos, yeah. Just chaos, right? Yeah. Um. So anyway, Choi Mo-sung is this show. <laughs> He's in this show. He's in this show. So he plays uh, basically a friend of the family, so he is uh, close to um, Kim Woo Bin's family. So he, when we meet him, he's basically um, running this restaurant with his mom kind of thing. And again, uh, this time he obviously has feelings for his mom, but mm-hmm. everyone knows except for his mom. <laughs> everyone else is like, yeah, you know you like her. <laughs> obviously (laughs) obviously uh so he is one of these people who is like trying to help them and knows their history you know knows everything about like his dad and just you know because they i guess all have such long histories together you know he's there to like help and you know in the beginning there's some clashing between kim Bin and his mom and you didn't Mm -hmm. know why at the beginning but then you just see, you know, Choi Sung trying to, like, bridge that 
yeah <laughs> relationship and try to smooth things over try to get like his mom to yield and all this stuff but like basically like a real supportive person throughout the drama for oh yeah Kimubi's mom and just like Kimubin sometimes um and he has two kids in the show one is um Kimubin's manager he's a celebrity in the show and then one is his stylist person and hair makeup, mm. I guess. Um, so he, yeah, again, it's like not like a big role in by any means, but he's, you know, he's very good at these kind of like quiet, supportive people. Just, well, not quite quiet, but <laughs> just wow. like trying to like make things better for mm. other people kind of roles you know heart of gold yeah and you know he's a simple guy and he's sometimes like stumbles over you know what to do in certain situations but Mm. he's always there you know you can rely Mm -hmm. on him Mm -hmm. um and he's really nice and real funny as well (laughs) yeah and has real funny very adorable curly hair oh my gosh (laughs) just the cutest i mean that's how i feel like the uh when the the production decisions were being made they were like okay well we've cast these three actors who bear no physical resemblance to each other as like father (laughs) and son and daughter how can we make them look alike well let's give them all perms (laughs) they all had like curly hair uh so cute i would never have thought like oh my gosh it's gonna be so adorable when he has curly hair and yet there well i mean it was like one of the first yeah, things that yeah. i said when we were both watching it i was like <laughs> he looks so cute this <laughs> he really does he really does so adorable uh, but anyway don't watch it for that though don't watch don't, it for the curly hair <laughs> it is not worth that but no i i would say i'm like very disappointed because i had i was excited to see this as a melodrama because it's mm-hmm. been a minute since I've seen a good one. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just too busy watching these high quality things that are like actually make <laughs> sense. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted a real like just like purely emotional journey, you know, like yeah, yeah. I just wanted to like cry because people are doing whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I got nothing. It's cold. No. It's, it's real no. cold, this show. They, I mean, um. they fumbled the ending so bad. Mm-hmm. I really, I was willing to forgive a lot for a mm-hmm. big emotional payoff in episode 20 and was just honestly astonished at how badly they fumbled the ending. I just thought it was so nothing. <laughs> like the way it ended. <sighs> Alas. Yeah. Womp, womp. You know who didn't fumble the ending or any (laughs) part of it was the makers of Stranger Season 2. Some other time we'll probably talk about uh, the first season of Stranger. We Mm. we haven't really talked about it particularly, I don't think, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because there are a bunch of notable people in it, lots of friends in it, um, and it is equally excellent to Season 2. But uh, Choi Musung is 
a prominent player in the second season of Stranger. He plays Wu Te Ha, who is a chief prosecutor. So there's a whole conflict in the second season of Stranger between the police department and the prosecutor's office. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have seen a, a decent number of police procedurals in the K-drama realm, you'll probably mm-hmm. understand. I what, The first time I watched Stranger, or when I first watched Stranger, I had not seen a lot of police procedurals. And so I was real confused about the sort of difference between the police and the prosecutors because it works right. differently than how it works in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they're doing is basically there's a, a big conflict over investigative rights because mm-hmm. in Korea, prosecutors do the investigating of crimes um, for the most part. The police's rights are very limited as far as their investigative ability. Um, and so there's this whole summit happening between, you know, aside from the police department and aside from the prosecutor's office, trying to like hash out an agreement over these investigative rights. And so Wu Ha is the head of the prosecutor's side of that. And he ropes in our main lead, our male lead of a stranger, Huang Shimok, who's played by Cho Sung Wu, um, to help him out in this pursuit. And then there's also, there are uh, historical cases that come into it and our familiar friends from the first season of Stranger are sort of reunited as they're trying to work out this historical case situation. And, you know, I really don't want to talk too much about it because you should just, if you like this kind of show, there is no better Korean show, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for this type of like police procedural. I mean, I know I talked about it in a catch up when I first watched it. I just love about this show that. All of the characters are extremely competent at their jobs. It doesn't at all rely on like people being dumb and making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. can you can rely on the fact that people are doing what they intend to be doing. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, but like people are are making decisions on purpose. They're not just like letting random things happen to them. So one of the things that I really enjoyed so much about this show, you know, in pretty much every police K-drama, there's going to be corruption as an element of Mm. it, you know, either Mm -hmm. in the police or the prosecutorial service or both. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're going to be people taking bribes. But most of the time as in uncontrollably fond. Uh, It's just sort of of a matter of greed. You know, like it is is chalked up to greed as to why people take bribes or, you know, sweep some crime under the rug or whatever. It's a self-serving, like they have personal ambition and they're going to personally get something out of this. And so that's why they don't 
uphold the law the way they are sworn to do. Mm. It's a lot more complicated in Stranger, which I feel like is much truer to how, of course, there are garbage people who are just going to do, you know, morally bankrupt things to serve Mm -hmm. themselves. But in real life, I feel like most people, it's a lot more morally gray and people, even if they're doing things that are, you know, quote unquote, wrong things, they're motives for doing it are a lot more morally complicated than just I'm going to get some money out of it or I'm going to get a promotion out of it because people Mm -hmm. are more morally complicated than that generally you know especially Mm -hmm. people who have taken oaths to uphold the law some people that is meaningless but a lot of people at least at the start of their career like that meant something for them to take that Oh, they took it seriously. Um, So, you know, that was something that I really liked about this show in particular is that it's a lot more complicated than the sort of way that is portrayed in a lot of other shows. I mean, and I'm not mad about it in other shows. I'm fully willing to hate the characters who's just like a selfish terrible person but Uh. it's also really enjoyable to have these characters that are really complicated and Mm -hmm. you know have have a lot going on with them Mm -hmm. and um you know he was so compelling in this show because you really didn't know like where he stood for a lot Mm -hmm. of the time Mm-hmm. But not in a frustrating way. Like, there were a lot of things that were done, and it wasn't clear, like, what his motives were. Mm-hmm. Um, or even sometimes, like, who was responsible for doing certain things. Um, but it didn't feel frustrating as a viewer because they're revealing so many other things at the at the same time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just think the, st- the storytelling is first rate in both seasons of stranger it's so good and he's Mm -hmm. real real compelling and he's you know he's such a because he has this duality of he like looks like he could be this really intimidating you know sort of stereotypical bad guy and yet Mm -hmm. obviously has this soft side to him because he's also the guy who like whose hair jinju puts up in little tiny pigtails all over his head Mm -hmm. um you know, because of that duality, it serves this character so well because it really makes you not be able to determine, like, where are where do his morals lie? Is he a, a quote unquote good guy or bad guy? You know, mm-hmm. um, I just think he's he's really terrific in this show, and this show is really terrific. I loved it. Yeah, I remember when I watched it. Also, like the thing that struck out to me was how he, like, I, I often did not know, was he, like, really meaning what he says? Or is mm-hmm. this a strategy? Mm-hmm. Is he, like, covering things up? Does he really, you know, it just was so unclear, and it was so interesting mm-hmm. um, to try to, like, figure it out. And yeah. there was, like, a number of people that you were like, are you actually? Mm-hmm. 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 You know, so... It's so rare to have, like, two seasons that are equally as excellent. I agree. Um, Like, Stranger 1 and Stranger 2. But I really, like, if you love, like, a little 
Um, this is not your like regular police procedural or either mm. because it's both dealing with like corruption. Um, I feel like it's more like a thriller sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like that kind of show, absolutely, these are like the best. So so yeah. good. Yeah, Choi Mo Sung is so so good at like portraying that really sort of gray character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so good. And you know what else is good? <laughs> I do, I do, because the outline is in front of me also. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sunshine is also good Mm -hmm. oh my goodness so i don't think we've talked about this in any in Mm -mm. yeah only in catch-ups when we were watching it yeah folks i mean a lot of you probably already know also about mr sunshine but let me just you know give you a little summary i guess (laughs) so mr sunshine follows um choi eugene a U.S. Marine who, or soldier, I don't know, is he actually a Marine? I don't know. I, I think he's in the Army. I, I don't I remember. He's in the Army, too. Anyway, he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's American, but he is from Korea. So, you know, you'll find out his journey in the show. But when we meet him as an adult, he is a U.S. citizen. And he comes to Korea at a time of tumult, a time of change. You know, this is the um, time where Japan is inching into that territory. Mm. Not really inching, they're leaping. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're really just like, let me, they, let me be in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a time of revolution. Um, there's a lot of trying to you know defend your country types of things and he is sort of thrown in the middle of that and has to sort of meet himself Mm. (laughs) to see like where do I stand also in Mm -hmm. this situation you know Mm -hmm. a country that did not value me when I was poor and my you know my parents were persecuted and now you know, I am uh, legally from this other country that you are afraid of. Right. Or need help from. Right. So now because I have this uniform, you are revering me a bit more. Mm. Um, so, but like in your struggle as a country, where do I stand? You know, mm-hmm. do, you know, it's like testing his, where does his patriotism lie? You know, mm. that is an interesting question. I think also sort of very timely for now there's like so much of that also going on for people who are like of mixed race or mm. also like this. Like, you know, my there's a lot of Korean adoptees in the U.S., you know. Right. Um, but also just like people from different nationalities that like come into a country not being born from that country Mm -hmm. you know how do you feel about that country how do you feel about your country of origin like all the reasons why you had to leave a country is usually bad negative right Mm, right um so 
I just thought that was, that's like a, such a globally and generally thought-provoking piece of this mm-hmm. show is like yeah, yeah. one struggle for identity, yeah. Um, which is something I really, really love about just like questioning like who you are um, type of things. Yeah. So, um, so in this time of tumult, there's like we find like all these different characters, right? There's some characters that are um, trying to defend Joseon, you know, what we call Korea at that time. Um, people are trying to drive away the Japanese, you know. Um, and then people who have like gone through a similar thing already and now it's like repeated and like how do you deal with that as well Mm -hmm. or have grown up with that sort of like resentment Mm. towards your own country as well for like Mm -hmm. not taking care of your people or you know what they what they think of as like being a weak government you know Mm. for allowing you know the japanese to take over that kind of thing which i'm like well okay but also difficult (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh it mainly you know deals with this kind of like effort to really defend the country and all the different characters that are involved in it and it's a very compelling story it's beautifully shot it's such a gorgeous show it is very very sad it is Mm -hmm. there's just there's one arc you know crack open wikipedia and you will know what's gonna happen right like right right no spoilers because history because history like (laughs) you you know where this is going but that journey is sure is beautiful, it's painful, it's compelling, you know, there is romance, there is all kinds of things in this show. Yep. It's just There's really, bromance. Really, there is beautiful bromance in it. Just one of I I just talked about a trio of girls, how I love that. Mm. There is a trio of boys in here that are just Come on. Exquisite. Exquisite. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. them so much. Choi Musung plays Jang Sung-gu, who is uh, a gunner. So he's somebody who handles guns. He's a shooter. Um, he uh, becomes Kim Tae-ri's uh, teacher. So he teaches her how to uh, become a sharpshooter and also just like sort of being a sort of soldier person in general. Mm. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, self-defense stuff and how to fight and um, that kind of thing. So, and he comes from a family of gunners. So his father was a gunner during a previous conflict with Mm -hmm. Japan, Um, sadly died. And, um, you know, he had to witness that, which Mm -hmm. is terrible. But he then carried on his dad's legacy with like a hefty um, resentment towards the king Mm. who he thought just failed their country and did not do enough to, you know, like help the people and, you know, just defend the country. Right. Um, So he has a really, I thought, you know, very nice arc Mm -hmm. um, in his uh, character 
So he comes from that and he, you know, he has to go through things like him training Kim Terry's character was like a whole, I feel like that changed him in a lot of ways, mm. you know. Um, and then eventually he had to uh, take, take a job for like the revolution, right? Mm. That is basically defending the king, right? Like him bodyguarding the king. Yeah. who he hates so much. Right. He just really does not care for him and he had to like do this thing and that also changes him, you mm-hmm. know, because finally he, you know, from the horse's mouth, you know, was able to like hear the other perspective of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, things don't happen overnight, but... He just, I feel like he goes through it. He really goes through mm. so many things. You know, he has one of the saddest storylines. Yeah. Just. Mm, I mean, he, out of a yeah. show of real sad storylines. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Out of show of so something. many sad stories. Yeah. He has yeah. one of the saddest ones. Um, but he really had to, like run through the gamut of everything yeah emotions experiences you know point of views and you know losing people gaining people caring Mm. for people just yeah all those things that really you know shapes a person like you get Mm -hmm. to see all of that happen to him um which i thought was so beautiful and like for a side character right like he is right Right, he's There's not a lot in of... it that much. No, 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 yeah. And in a show that's, like, full of main characters, there's, mm-hmm. like, a ton of main characters. Yeah. And, but he is one of the side characters, and he still gets such a good treatment in this character, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought. That's, like, really a sign of good writing. <laughs> just yeah. really, woof, yeah. woof, woof, woof. Yeah. So, Chong Sung again, just really acting chops. Mm-hmm. He's the sharpshooter yeah. of acting in this show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So just really, I mean, a great show, but he is also great in it, full of also great people in it. Oh, just, gosh, yes. Uh, just mm, so good. So good, you guys. Yeah. 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 He's really, he's he has given a lot to work with, but he's so so excellent and like you said contains multitudes even in as little as he is in it he's mm-hmm. he's real extraordinary in this extraordinary show i mean full of really really wonderful performances so yeah but that's this is like what i want to like emphasize is you know if you have a good instrument like choi Mosun, right mm. and you give them good material mm-hmm. they will take each and every piece of that mm. and really utilize it mm-hmm. so like stop giving them like morsels right right like, right when people can do more give them more and they mm. will give you more they mm. will like multiply that into yeah, yeah. like more and more so oh what a good what a good combination of things yeah love him I also, I mean, I always enjoy watching him. I've already talked about Insider and the fact that I did not enjoy it that much. (laughs) 
Insider, I've talked about it a lot, even though we've only done an episode about Kang Hanul. Uh, so you should go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear my thoughts about it. I mean, I think it is a good drama, just not for me. I am just not its target audience. Um, so the whole premise of it is Kim Yo-han, who is Kang Hanul's character, uh, gets sort of through shenanigans sent to prison because they're trying to connect with someone who is an, is an inmate in the prison mm-hmm. um, and get some information that only this person has, only this inmate has. Mm-hmm. So when... Johan first gets into prison, as Susie was saying earlier, the setup is that there are like five or six guys all in a cell together. And the head of that specific cell where Johan gets sent, Song Du Chol, who is Choi Musung's character, is like the head of that cell. Mm. Like each cell has like the guy who is in charge of it. Um, you know, who all the other guys in the cell have to, like, basically do whatever that guy wants. And he Mm -hmm. is the head of this cell. He also has uh, connections, you know, he's he's a um, organized crime person. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's real plays things real close to the vest. So you kind of don't really know exactly where his alliances lie, like exactly how much power does he wield outside the prison walls? How much does he know? Um, you know, I said when I, I think when I talked about this show when I first watched it in a catch up and also in the Kong Hunul episode, it's real violent. There are a lot of real unsavory characters and Song Chol is one of those unsavory characters. He does have some nuance to him because like I say, you sort of don't necessarily know like exactly how he's definitely a, a big fish in a small pond, like in this prison environment, but how much of a big fish is he outside of the prison environment is unclear. So the way Insider is structured I don't remember exactly what the episode breakdown is, but roughly the first half of the drama takes place in prison. And then roughly the second half takes place outside of the prison. And you don't ever see Song Ju Chol once he's out of prison. So uh-huh. he's in the, the early parts quite a lot. And mm-hmm. then he's like, you don't see him anymore because that's just how the drama works. You know, it wouldn't, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of characters. There are a lot of things going on. It's very chaotic um, in a intentional way, I would say Um, not like uncontrollably fond, Uh, but you know, he's real. It is, he is the, the flip side of Choi Musung in reply 1988. Like, in Reply 1988, he's all mush. You know, he's still mm-hmm. a big, physically big guy, but he's all heart of gold. In this, he's all real menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but he's equally good at it and at sort of playing this ambiguity of, like, you don't really know how much he, he knows. You don't really know, like, how smart or how not smart he is. And that's power in a situation like that you know keeping Mm -hmm. things real close to the vest so 
I mean, he's very effective in that role. Certainly isn't how I really want to see him because I love him and I enjoy him. I don't want to see him play a character like that. But then I don't really want to see a drama like Insider either. So, uh, you know, I completely understand why they cast him in this part. I think he's very, you know, very effective. Um, and... Like I've said before, if you like this kind of thing and if the the violence and the dark themes don't bother you, I think it is a a well-done manifestation of that, but I would not slash could not rewatch it if I wanted mm-hmm. to. It's it's it was real hard for me to watch. So mm-hmm. he's real good, but I'm not gonna watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on that. But I trust you. <laughs> Thanks. And it, I mean, it does not seem like my cup of tea either. Mm-mm. Well, talk about uh, unsavory roles mm. <laughs> for Choi Musong. <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about Joseon Attorney, a morality. A morality of what? Of what? Question what mark. does that even what? mean? Yeah. What? <laughs> they should have said a morality tale. You know, tale, like, right? Tale. Yes. Like it yeah. is that for sure. Because um, it's you know talking about please people have some morals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so Joe Attorney is a historical uh, drama. If Joe Attorney did not tip that for you. Mm. <laughs> during the Joseon period. <laughs> and it stars Wudo Hwan, um, who plays uh, an attorney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the title. Of the title. Uh, the titular role of Kang Han Su. And when you meet him, he's real like, I'm just here for the money kind of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so people are real like, oh, he... He has no morals. He just wants right. to get money while, you know, quote unquote, helping people. But mm-hmm. is he really, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is another um, thing where people are not just what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. There is so many layers to people. So, but I thought it was interesting that they were like trying to get you to not like him at the beginning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he does also go through a journey. Like Mm -hmm. he is also already on a journey of his own. Mm. But then his experience with uh, um, these like mini cases that he will embark on throughout Mm -hmm. the drama will also sort of sharpen sort of his purpose and Mm -hmm. um, destination and how to go about it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It's real interesting that way, just like that peeling of the onion and also just like see him sort of like stop avoiding what he knows already what he needs to do or mm-hmm. how he needs to like go about things. So it's it's real good that way. Um, but like the journey that he was already on is that his family in the past were wronged, very wrongly. Mm-hmm very Mm -hmm. badly by uh, certain people 
and mm-hmm. he is on a quest basically to take them down mm-hmm. slash figure out what happened because he mm. was little at the time all right. he knows are certain things and then his family is like in disarray and his parents you know sort of die tragically mm-hmm. um, but he also has a sister whom we don't know where she is in the beginning and sort of like don't really like find out that he has a sister um, until like a little bit into it and then kind of accidentally like if you're not paying attention you okay would like not catch on to that until Mm -hmm. like even later so okay um yeah so he is trying to find out what happened to his family and um one of his targets is Cho Yung Woo, played by Choi Mo Sung, because he is one of the people, one of shenanigators mm. in the court, you know, headed by, there is a chief shenanigator, of course. Mm-hmm. Sure. But he is one of the big ones. He's, he's, mm, okay. he's a real bad dude. A uh-huh. real, real bad dude. Um, and so... You know, we find that out pretty quickly that he's a mm-hmm. bad dude, and nobody is fronting that they're not a bad dude. I'm like, mm. bad the bad dudes are all being bad dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, one of the many cases that Wu Do Huan took on involves his son. Mm-hmm. So that was like a. Ch- this is how like the story weaves in, uh, sort of a continuing and connecting things is like mm. the people involved in um ruining Wudohan's family will have like these like slight mishaps happen and mm. they end up in court and he gotcha. gets involved in in it so right one of the cases involved um Cho Yong-woo's son who gosh I think accidentally kills a man. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And accidentally is really like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but in that time, if you have servants who are basically your slaves, cause you own them. Right. You can send them to take the punishment for you. Of course you can. Of course you can. So this is like a thing that happened. And then so that servant's family was like, no, this is right. Mm-mm. This We're is not too much. Do this. Right. right. Yeah. So Wu Do Huan tries to defend that family. Gotcha. Gotcha. And tries to get him out of this. Just, you know, entangling that. Plus, it's a it's a chance for him to get at Choi Musung's character. Uh huh. Because um, that is one of his goals. So, you know, right. that, so that's real interesting, like how to like, um, how he handles that. So, I mean, Chomazo, when he's bad, he's bad. He's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he can unleash that evilness. And you're like, how did you get from here to there? Right. <laughs> I mean, reply 1988, this is the very, very opposite of that. Just yeah, like, yeah. full of not goodness. Mm-hmm. Just not goodness and like no remorse as well. Yeah. Like fully yeah. owning that like I am terrible because I like have privilege, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do this because those people are poor and they deserve bad things. Right. Like right. this is like his philosophy in life. Yeah. Yeah. So, woof. yeah, just mm, a real bad dude. 
real mm-hmm. bad dude, but also very good at being a real bad dude because you mm-hmm. really hate him. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really, really hate him in there. So again, he's um he's also not in it like a ton a ton, but mm-hmm. it is very you know it's quite a prominent role, even though yeah. it's not that big. But yeah, you know. Because he is one of the main villains that, mm-hmm. you know, Wudohan's trying to get at. So, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, in general, I really recommend. It's full of friends. It's got Bona from 2521 as the main mm-hmm. girl. She is a princess undercover. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's Cha Hakyon, who we know from Familiar Wife, who is the little mm-hmm. intern at the bank. And then... <laughs> One of our faves, Shin Dong Mi, who's been in oh so many things. I'm sure we'll have an episode on her not oh, yeah. too long from now. Have to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, um, it might not be like the best, best thing in the world, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like really enjoyed the ride. So, yeah. And it has Wu Dohuan newly minted oh, out yeah. of the military. Oh yes, it's your In traditional. You yeah, your traditional fan that. service exists. You know, mm-hmm. just thank you for your service, Widow Juan. If you've seen it in Bloodhounds, come to Joseon Attorney for mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is: Does Choi Musung play a like a a higher class? person because mm-hmm. he's in in the court he's like mm-hmm. a highborn person because that seems yeah. very unusual for him he's like mm-hmm. always a working class person that's true usually that's true yeah yeah definitely he is a higher class person here yeah um, because you can't be a minister if you're not right um ostensibly and this period so mm-hmm. he yeah he is rich and privileged like that's like interesting that. mm-hmm. yeah The shows we've talked about have gone roughly in chronological order, not exactly in chronological mm-hmm. order, but it, we started with like the best, the nicest characters, and then all of the <laughs> characters that we've seen of his of late, he's just like a trash barrel. Because in the last <laughs> drama that we're going to talk about, which is The Good Bad Mother, also from 2023, mm-hmm. he plays Song Woo Byuk, and he's a gangster. And he's, I think it sounds like maybe he's a little bit more likable than in Joseon mm-hmm. Attorney. Because um, I, in the in the episode notes, I used the word avuncular. Because uh, he's, <laughs> he's like very sort of charming, mm-hmm. uh, even though he's a real bad guy. Mm. And he's... Um, you know, sort of in it a lot at certain times, and then you, we don't see him for a while. But he is arguably the main catalyst that gets all of the action of the drama going. So oh. the the good bad mother of the title is played by Ram Iran, who I really love. And uh, Lee Do-hyun is her son. And the story is basically um, she 
gets widowed at a pretty young age while she is pregnant with their first mm. child because it is 19, I can't remember if it's 1987 or 1988, but it is in the run-up to the Seoul Olympics. Mm. And um, they have a, she and her husband have a pig farm and a developer basically wants to come and like, I can't remember what it is. There's so, something to do with the Olympics that they're going to like, basically they're trying to eminent domain like a big part of their farm mm. to put a road through there or something. Oh. And he, um, you know, stands up, the, her husband stands up to him and then Choi Musung, who is, you know, like I said, a gangster, but whose construction company is involved with mm. this project that's getting scuttled, um, burns down the farm, murders the husband. Like, this is not a spoiler. This is the first episode of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and Ram Iran, sort of as a result of that, raises her son for his whole life with the aim of his becoming a prosecutor mm -hmm. um, so that he can stand. I mean, in a way, it has a little bit of parallel to Uncontrollably Fond, mm -hmm. where um, Kim Woo-bin's mother has like the same, you know, wa wants him to become a prosecutor, not for any specific, not to, re to address any specific past wrong, but just so there will be someone to stand up for those who don't have power in the future. Mm. Um, and in The Good Bad Mother, it's to redress this very specific wrong, you know. I mean, mm. she also generally wants someone on the side of the powerless, but uh, she raises her son to, you know, to become a top prosecutor from the time that he's a child. And the title is sort of because they have a real contentious relationship because she's not real warm to him and doesn't mm -hmm. like let him do a lot of things that he wants to do when he's little because she's always making him focus on his studies and mm -hmm. like you can't go out and play and you can't have a girlfriend and all these things because you have to become a prosecutor. And so they have a real contentious relationship. Um, and at the beginning of the drama, Lee Do Hyun has become a prosecutor but he has real shady morals. Like he has not <laughs> become the prosecutor that his mother wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. And so he has reconnected with Song Wee Byuk, um, with Chae Sung's character, and they're like forming an alliance. And uh, he even like asks him to adopt him you know because he's grown up without a father mm -hmm. and so he sort of looks at Song Wubyuk as a as a father figure and um and he's real warm towards him, you know he's real warm towards this son figure that he has um so they have a real interesting relationship and one of the things that's sort of compelling about this show, I think, is the the quest for justice storyline is it's like instead of a love triangle, it's like a hate triangle because there's like <laughs> three, you know, there are like 
two bad, two different bad guys who are sometimes allied and sometimes at odds with each other and exactly who is responsible for what is not clear at all times and you know exactly who will will persevere in the end is not clear anyway I really enjoyed this show a lot I thought everybody was really great and it I already talked about it a little bit in uh in the catch-up after I watched it Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say the same thing that I said at the time, which was, I feel like the ending is rushed. Like, I really mm. enjoyed this show, but the the there are a number of different storylines that really felt all smushed together in that last episode that they easily could have, you know, it's, mm. it's a 14-episode drama, and I feel like it really should have been a 16 episode drama like they could have taken more time unpacking mm-hmm. some of the stuff at the end of the drama because so many things happened it didn't need to be such a rush i'm not really sure why mm-hmm. it was 14 episodes yeah. instead of 16 because that's such an unusual number yeah. mm-hmm. um but anyway i mean i would still highly recommend it i mean i love all the people in it um, I mean, we've done episodes on Kim Won Hae and So Yi Suk, who are both support roles in this mm-hmm. show. They're both delightful. <laughs> uh, so many great support friends in this show. A, a great little rural community. Um, mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend this show. Just like, mm-hmm. be prepared that the ending is going to go by real quick, and it might not be the most emotionally satisfying because things are just wrapped up so quickly but mm-hmm. I would still recommend the drama and I think you know again Choi Musung is real compelling in this like real bad guy but also like sort of likable <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of guy mm-hmm. um, but you know real bad I mean there's no question about the fact that he is a real bad guy so mm-hmm. you know that duality again mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Likeable and terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing it. It's definitely high on my list to see. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. Well, Suze, what are your favorite scenes that feature Choi Mu Song? Well, I have two that stands out to me. And one of it is in Mr. Sunshine. And this is really, if you know, you know, that scene under the bridge. (sighs) Woof. Woof, woof, woof. I will say no more, but it is a real emotional scene. In like, yeah, it's very visceral. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so good. It's so good. So good. Um, And then the other one is from Reply 1988, you know, Mm -hmm. and again, it's quite an emotional scene. And it's, you know, when Tech goes to Tokyo, again, if you know, you know, but it's basically like the whole show. He is somebody who is very docile. (laughs) He's very reserved. Yeah. So does not show any kind of emotion almost. Yeah. You know, he's very quiet. He doesn't talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you see a response of when he thinks his son is in peril. Mm-hmm. All things happen. And yeah. So, I mean, 
it's like shocking when it happened. You're just like, yeah. And the yeah. way they like unfolded it was so right. good, right? So like well done. The the oh, reveal, yeah, it's yeah. so well done. Yeah. So it's yeah, that was. I just thought, oh, so good, so yeah. so good. What yeah. about you? I also had that one. I mm-hmm. also love, love, love that scene. Mm. Also think he is extraordinary in that. I mean, that that scene is unforgettable. The under the bridge scene of Mr. Sunshine. I didn't mm. say it just because it's so hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the only reason why it's not my favorite. But he is extraordinary in that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to surprise you. One of my favorite scenes is from <laughs> Uncontrollably Fond. You're not going to believe it. But there's a whole bit where uh, Kim Woo-bin is trying to get his mom and, you know, her her friend, the Ajashi, mm-hmm. uh, to come to this event. And so he provides Choi Mi-sung's character with a tuxedo, like sends him a tuxedo. And then the mother, because they're still you know, on the outs at this point, her, his mother is still rejecting him, Kim Woo-bin, uh, you know, refuses to go to the event, except that's a whole other thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but Cho Moo-sung is like sort of resentful that he didn't get to wear the tuxedo out to this event. And he's like so proud of it. So he just wears it around the restaurant (laughs) and he like refuses to take it off. And it's so funny and cute. And I was just like, thank you for salvaging a little piece of this show, Opa. I really enjoyed that whole bit. And I thought he looked super cute in his tux with Mm -hmm. his curly locks and everything. I mean, come on. He was a delight. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's not like a big favorite, but I, I really enjoyed it. I really remember it. Yeah. Um, there is a scene in Weightlifting Fairy when they have been to a competition and, uh, you know, some of the weightlifters have been successful. I think there were only a couple of them that were even competing at this event Mm. and the rest of the team just went on the bus to cheer for them and everything. And he gives this great heartfelt speech about how they're all they're all winners because they went there to cheer for their, you know, and be there and support their friends who were competing. And, you know, and they're there for them even not not just at the competitions, but every day as they're mm. training and everything. Mm-hmm. The fact that um, you know, that they're all winners, basically. And mm-hmm. he says it a lot more in a, a way that makes a lot more sense than what I'm saying right now. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was so sincere and lovely. And it sounds like one of those kind of things that's like, you know, a, a sort of rote thing that coaches say, but he's so sincere in his delivery of it and his belief in in the team and his love of all of these kids that I just, I really, really loved that scene. And then uh, the last one, I mean, I mentioned it before in talking <laughs> about Reply 1988, there's a whole bit with goldfish bread. And I didn't remember until I was re-watching reply 1988 that there's like a reprise of the goldfish bread thing later on that it comes back around 
I mean, just <laughs> my favorite. Both the first time of the goldfish bread and then the coming back around of the goldfish bread when they're coming down the alley. And I think he's carrying, yeah, he's carrying a sleeping Jinju. <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh, it's real, real good. Because that show <laughs> is the best. Uh, good choices. So good. I mean, he's I so mean, good. I really feel like there are so many things that we could have chosen mm. too. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's very very good at his job. Well done, Opa. We love you. Woo-hoo. Well, Suze, oh. it is the time oh. in the episode when I get to ask you anything. And, uh, I mean, this might be a real difficult question or it might be a real easy question, might be a real boring question, but it's a sincere question. It's from the heart. Okay. (laughs) So we've talked, we've talked about, or at least peripherally in other episodes, we've talked about our use of spreadsheets, of shared online spreadsheets and our Mm -hmm. Google Docs where we have Mm -hmm. all our episode outlines that we share so that we can stay organized to make this podcast. My -hmm. question is for you, as a person who I would consider to be quite an organized person, what is another tool that you rely on to stay organized? Oh, oh goodness. To stay organized, other than spreadsheets, you say? I mean, it doesn't have to be other than spreadsheets. <laughs> okay. We use we use our spreadsheet, you know, mm-hmm. when we're keeping track of all our actors and actresses and dramas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking um, about in the life of Susie, not necessarily in the life, in the life of this of podcast. Susie. Well, you know, I do. I make a lot of lists. I really mm. like a list and like a checkbox. You know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can check things off or scratch them off the list. Mm-hmm. It's so satisfying when mm-hmm. that happens. So that's like for, you know, your to-do lists, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to make piles. Mm. <laughs> so I like to sort things, right? Yeah. So whatever they are, you know, these days it's mail. <laughs> it's like there's so much junk mail. Mm-hmm. Um but just, you know, putting things in categories like, mm. okay, this can wait. This is deal with this now, you know, or just generally like you have to look at this later yeah. um, or deal with it in some kind of way. So having like, um, I don't do so much like file folders anymore because mm. um, so many things are electronic now, but right, I still like to do... Um, I'm very much a like out of sight, out of mind person. So I do mm. need to like see something that represents that. So mm-hmm. sticky notes, colorful sticky notes mm. are other things that um, really help me. Like if you ever came into my office in the office, mm-hmm. like the bottom of my monitor, <laughs> it's just like full of like taped up little notes Mm-hmm. that I could glance at whatever I'm doing, you know, whatever mm-hmm. task and can go like, oh, yeah, remember, do this. And some of them have like real big like outlines, like do not forget, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, do this. So highlighting things. I like mm-hmm. to use colored pens for mm-hmm. different, you know, 
to highlight different things, to just emphasize things. I have a big um, cork board next to me right here that just has anything that I just need to quickly remember. Because yeah. if I don't see it, I'm not going to remember mm. it. Mm -hmm. um, even when I do that, sometimes I still remember. So I don't know. I might need like a stamp on my finger. I mean... <laughs> Or my hand, you know, I, in, in, like, not so much nowadays anymore, but, like, when I was still stage managing, like, my hands are just full <laughs> oh, of, yeah? like, writing things, because, like, that is uh -huh. the most immediate way I'm going to see sure. it. If I absolutely need to, like, remember it quickly, you know, I can just, like, look at my hand, like, okay, remember on cue, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Go slow. Go slow. <laughs> hilarious oh stuff gosh. like that you know i mean it should be in the book too but like i feel like at least it will stick in my head better if yeah I yeah put it on my hand uh, so i've used many methods to yeah. stay organized but a lot of it is electronic just like making you know that list and making sure you look at the list is another mm -hmm. thing so actually mm -hmm. at work my lists are all on a notepad i don't do electronic lists yeah at work because I just I need to be able to see it and mm -hmm. that's the best way for me is like to write it down and also just to have like physical you know thing that I can like stare at yeah because um, if it's just a file in my computer it's like not there right right you won't see <laughs> you know? it yeah yeah but I it is there for me to like formally check it off and mm -hmm. all that stuff so but physical reminders are important for me um lists are important for me things that are just visually captivating i guess mm -hmm, is like mm -hmm. that's the thing that works the most for me bright um, and eye-catching yeah. mm -hmm. now here's my question do you mm -hmm. ever write stuff on your to-do list that are like real easy things, but you just write them down so yeah. then you can have the oh, satisfaction yeah. of crossing them off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time. All yeah. the time. It's like, you know, a thing that I know I'm going to do immediately, I still like write it down. I'm like, you mm -hmm. know, put in a maintenance ticket for mm -hmm. broken faucet. And then I'm immediately doing it. I'm like, hee hee, I can cross it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so, but it's so weirdly satisfying, even though it's mm -hmm. just like a little mind hack, like, you know, mm -hmm. you're doing it, but it's still so satisfying. I also like it because sometimes I get to the end of the day and I'm like, what did I even do today? And then you mm -hmm. can look at the list and be like, oh, I actually did a lot of things. Yeah. Like even yeah. if they were small things that can absolutely that can take a lot. So, well, mm -hmm. that is so I mean, you are bright and colorful and eye catching. So it is unsurprising <laughs> that your uh, mnemonic devices would be the same. <laughs> Well, thank you for your question. I haven't really thought about it in a long time, but so I had to be like, what do I do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's that's what I do. Yeah. Well, listening friends, we don't want to be out. I mean, we're always out of your sight, but we hope we're not out of your mind. We hope that... <laughs> After you listen, you will come and find us and tell us, do you agree with our analysis? Do you also have a little crush on Chae Mi Sung like I do? Do you 
uh, think Uncontrollably Fond is really, really great and you want to like tell us why, mm. I mean, I will I will enter- entertain to some extent your <laughs> defense of Uncontrollably Fond because mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a lot of questions. Uh, Susie, <laughs> how can they find us to tell us what they think? You can find us at Unis on Opa's Pod on Instagram. Come chat us up. Tell us what you think about this episode, about other episodes. Do you have uh, a, you know, a wish list for future episodes? Like we mm. say, <laughs> we, <don't. laughs> we, we, we take suggestions, but we don't take direction. Exactly. So, you know, throw it out there. You never know if we might, you know, it might pique our interest. We might already have one in the works. Mm-hmm. You don't know, but let us know what you want to hear and we will consider it. We, yeah, will, we absolutely. will think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's somebody who's not really, I mean, there's just so many dramas. There's so many actresses yeah. and actors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just somebody who's not on our radar. And if mm-hmm. there's somebody who you love, whom we have not talked about, we would mm-hmm. love to know because we're always looking for new I mean, we got a lot of faves, but we're always yep. looking to discover new new faves, new mm-hmm. favorite actresses, and new favorite actors, because you know us. We love the <laughs> Opas. Uh, and you know, in Reply 1988, Kim Sun-young is talking about Che Musung, which she says with a mouth full of sweet potato. I had forgotten that. Because when I was re- when I was rewatching it, I was like, "Oh, she's real mumbly." I always try and articulate it real well, but to sort of try and uh, replicate more closely what she says, it's like "jasangemianda oba animika." Because if they're handsome, you call them opa. That's what Kim San Young believes. That's what Susie believes. That's what I believe. <laughs> If you believe that, well, even if you don't believe that, come on back next time. The next time we're going to do a new episode and chat about some more handsome opas. Until then, annyeong! Annyeong! Annyeong!